All right, we're live from my apartment. Let me know if uh, if you're here hanging out with me. We'll read some comments as we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, look, cough already. I swear to God, I'm completely over Corona, and I feel completely fine until I have to start talking, and then I start coughing. But other than that, I'm fine. I also have a volcano asshole. Like, I went from having IBS to I don't know what COVID does to your gut biome, but now I just have a volcano asshole and a cough whenever I try and talk, but it's okay. It's not like I try and speak for a living uh, or take sales calls or podcasts. So it's all good. Uh, here's my take. Firstly, live stream brought to you by our uh, good friends over at Yo know, Delta, our good friends over at Yo know, Kratom. If you're home and uh, you're coughing, go get yourself some of those Yo know, Delta gummies and get yourself super stoned and stuff. And then also you got Yo know, Kratom, help you relax. And then sheath underwear, which is the world's greatest underwear. Um, so now that I had Corona, I can tell you that it was bad. It was not fun. It wasn't shut down the country bad. It wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad. And uh, I'm starting to think we're, we're, we got to do something to China. I mean, they can't just get away with this. As a person who now has got a, a cough and a volcano asshole, we, we got to get these people back. And I'm not saying like, we don't want to go to war with China. That's not going to be good. We don't even want to trade war. Here's what I'm thinking. I was reading an article earlier this week um, where apparently... Uh, we got to do whatever the Cubans are doing to the people that we've like had in Cuba. Like we just need some secret government agents who will just follow around these people in the China Communist Party with microwaves so that like in 20 years from now, they're all dizzy. Or I was thinking, here's a really good prank. You ready for this one? Who the fuck is from Tasmania, dude? I don't even know where the fuck Tasmania is. Welcome, Tassie. I don't know where Tasmania is. I wouldn't have thought that was a real country. I would have thought Tasmania is something that Looney Tunes made up with Tasmanian Devil. And that that was the beginning and end of it. But apparently I'm reaching out all the way to... Are you hot? Do I have good looking fans out in Tasmania? Because I will move right now. I'm COVID free and I will hop a plane. Anyways, I was trying to talk about how we got to get back at China, but we got to do it in a sneaky way so they don't realize that we're getting back at them. They don't realize that we're coming at. So here's what I'm thinking. Here's a great here's a great one. You have to like the CIA might have to work on this one. I know the CIA listens to my show. I don't normally give the government good tips on how to handle themselves, but write this one down. You got to take their microwaves and then somehow whatever like the Cubans are doing, the Cubans, they don't have better technology than we do. Uh, let me know if uh, my sound is uh, bad in any fashion. I will make the adjustments. It's live. It's just me in the apartment. I'm trying to figure this out as we go. All right. Here's my great idea for China. You ready? You break into these people's homes. The, the doctors that were uh, inventing these, these, these lab rat things uh, and the people from the Chinese Communist Party that Fauci bought the virus from, here's what you do to get back at them. You break into their homes and you alter their microwaves so that their microwaves uh, start making their dicks not work <laughs> or that they make their penises smaller over time because that's the kind of thing. It's like when it comes to people feeling sick and dizzy because people from Cuba are following them around with microwaves, that's the kind of thing where you can compare notes. You're like, man, dude, I'm feeling dizzy all the time. Everyone else is like, I'm feeling dizzy all the time. But no one's going to come into the office and be like, hey, I think my dick is getting smaller. Is your dick getting smaller? Is something going on with your dick? Because my dick is... Uh, it, it's it's like barely even there anymore. At first, it started getting thin, and then it started shriveling up. Now it's inside. My, no one's showing up to the office, so you can totally get away with that one. Or I was thinking another funny one would be you start monitoring their homes, and when like they're banging, and you can tell that they're about to come, you break into their house, and you pretend like they're ghosts. And then you know every time the guy's about to, he's like, fuck, those ghosts are in my house again, and they don't want me to come. And then if you do that for like 40 years to some dude that there's going to be some ramifications, but that th they might bring up in the office. Like, Hey, do you still, you got like ghosts coming into your house when you're, when you're about to come. Um, so those were mainly my ideas at the moment for how we can get back to China. Uh, or here's another one. 
So um, I was thinking, you know, it's like an eye for an eye. So if somehow you can go to China and make it so that they can't taste anymore and then they eat more food because they're trying to overcompensate for the fact because I got a positive mental attitude. I know I might come off like a person that's negative, but if I'm eating one donut and I can't taste anything because of the Corona, I'm going to eat a second one and hope that between the first donut and the second donut, my, my taste buds magically come back. You wouldn't believe that once you lose your taste, just how much texture actually makes a difference. Like I'm eating chips now just because they crunch. I was never even a chip guy. And then my stomach has been wrecked. So if like we could somehow get the leaders of the Chinese Communist Party to not have taste buds anymore and then have everything fire out of their asshole so that they don't want to leave the house, even though they're not sick anymore, then we can call it even. So my, I think my microwave idea was the best idea to make their dick smaller. Um, but, you know, OK. Uh, anyways, before I move on to the next plot, <laughs> next topic, let's plug Nashville. That's going to be the end of summer porch store. We tried to do it really big. Sadly, we had to cancel the, uh, Boston smoke out bug out because I got sick. But if you're out there and, uh, you're, uh, it's travel to Nashville, we're going to be doing Nashville really big. It's going to be the end of summer porch store. This is me really testing the waters on whether or not there's enough audience to be able to go nationwide. So I see you, you're telling me you're from Tasmania. Uh, I know multi megawatts is all the way out in uh, the Seattle area. I have no idea who Magoo is, but he's really into edging inside of federal buildings. That's fun. You might as well come once you're there. I mean, if you're already going to go into the federal building and you're going to, I should start putting the comments up so you guys can actually see the other comments from the other people instead of me just responding to them. Uh, well, anyways, what was I talking about? Nashville. Dude, it's going to be great. Me and BK Chris, we're going down there. We're each going to do about a half hour stand up. Then we're going to do a live run your mouth. Um, with CPU God, who's doing a whole presentation on Bill Gates. That's going to be a lot of fun. You guys should come down there for there. And uh, I don't know what the drug laws are um, in the Nashville region. So stock up on Yo Delta. That shit will get you super high. I've been, I've been munching on those gummies. I need it for my stomach. I'm, I'm going back to just being a full-time pothead. And luckily, Yo Delta stocked me up. And uh, it, it's a mixture of I, I like gummies and I like it when people give me pre-rolls. My neighbor the other day knocked on my door, just handed me a joint. I was like, this guy's the coolest dude I ever met in my whole life. And then I sat on my porch. I smoked the joint in a chair and I fell asleep. It was a good night. I wish every night was like that. I don't know how you people handle what you do with your, like, this is like a long stretch for me because with COVID, I, I wasn't doing stand-up. I literally, I, I don't know how you people tolerate your lives without having, I, maybe you got really hot wives and you bang them all the time and it's extremely fulfilling. I don't know what your life looks like. Email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I'm genuinely curious how normal people can spend their evenings without, I, I would just become a full-time, like, potted again. I'd just fall asleep in my chair every night. Maybe I drink and smoke weed. I'd, I'd be become really good at passing out in my chair. Um, all right. Before we get into the other news topics, and there's some big ones, I uh, I had an unfortunate incident. This hasn't happened to me in a long time. I don't know if you guys are in the chat. Let me know if this has happened to you recently. I actually, I stepped in some dog doo-doo the other day, and it was a flagrant placement. You know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at being aware. I, I practice my walking skills, and even though I'm thinking, sometimes I'm trying to run jokes in my head, I'm pretty good at, pretty good at keeping a field of view, seeing, because in New York City, there's all sorts of gross shit everywhere, so you become very hyper-aware. There's rats scurrying around. Uh, they, you don't just, it's not just dog shit. You got homeless shit. You got garbage that just will form tumbleweeds and start just coming at you. And then you got people who will ask you for change and you're just trying to get your sandwich back to the office because you were enjoying your lunch and you, you always start early. I don't know. How often do you guys pick up lunch and actually make it to the destination where you're going to sit down to eat it? Sometimes I get started before and sometimes I say I'm going to take one bite and then I'll eat the rest of the thing like a mensch sitting down. I don't know if you guys know that word. It's a good word. Anyways, 
I'm usually pretty good with the spatial awareness of not stepping in dog dude. This guy had it. I don't even know how he had it. Like his dog managed to stop in a crosswalk of a busy intersection. And it's not like the dog just stopped because it had to splatter some diarrhea. Like I understand that where you're, you're pulling your dog. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe I didn't give this guy credit where the dog managed to like take a shit in like the busy intersection just before the end. And you don't want to be tugging on your dog once it goes just firstly, it's already embarrassed. Like they know that you're looking at them when, when a dog's taking a shit, do you ever find yourself not like, look, like I try and give the dog some privacy, but then for some reason you're intrigued. You're like, how, like, how do they not need toilet paper? It just comes out clean. You're like, is this thing going to have a good log? It's also it's get that moment where it gets stuck and you kind of feel a little bit bad for the dog. What are you going to do? It's not your dog. I'm not putting my fingers up somebody else's dog's ass. That's not cool. Right. But you always got to look like it's just intriguing for some reason. And especially like when they really when they have like a good squat going and OK, anyways, I, I don't what am I going to spend the entire Saturday night talking about dogs taking dumps in the street. But anyway, so this dog, it laid down little turds. Right. And then and then the second you feel it, the second you step in it, you're like, ah, oh, come on, dude. Firstly, I wish there was like a forensics team that like could analyze the dog turds and then go start, go, go just go kill the people's dogs. Like I want to almost become like a Batman vigilante for dogs where you go overboard. Like you start staking out the street, you figure out which dude is uh, not picking up the dog doo doo. And then you kill his dog. I don't know. You kill the dog maybe because it's not the dog's fault. The dog's but like, so I'm not really sure what the punishment would be. Maybe we'll go with my microwave idea where we with the microwave that makes your dick smaller. We'll put that into your home so that hopefully you learn your lesson. And then maybe there'll be a secondary microwave where we can bring your dick back to its normal size. Uh, once you learned your lesson and start picking up after your dogs, but I would like it if there was like a rape kit, but for dog turds and you could call the cops and like, they just took it really, really seriously. Cause it's pretty flagrant, dude. If you're not picking up after your dog, you shouldn't be allowed to have your dog. All right. That's enough about dog shits. Anyone in the chat, have any of you guys had uh recent experiences of, you know, taking dogs will look at you to make sure you're keeping them safe while they shit. That's a fun fact. I never knew that that was true. I always thought they were looking at you with like a little bit of shame or like checking in like, hey, this might be stuck up there, like that little wink in their eye. Uh, but yeah, I guess maybe they're just uh, they're referring they're, they're referring to you. They're like, usually I'm on top of this safety racket. But right now I'm trying to I'm trying to duke out this turd. So you're going to have to take over the safety protocols. All right, let's take a look at the first story. I'm sure most of you guys have seen this footage by now, uh, but let's watch a little bit of the fiery clash between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. Uh, let me get this up on the... Uh, oh, you guys can probably see it. Maybe my internet will be uh, sufficient that it will actually play. If not, I'm sure most of you guys have already seen this and I can give my commentary. Let's see if it's going to play. We'll give it a second here. And the answer is no. You guys are seeing firsthand... Why, why I get so upset with my internet service provider. I hope all of you, let's all take a moment and just appreciate the frustration of non-working internet. All right. Moment of silence so that all of you can feel my pain and suffering for a moment. Just imagine you were about to come and all of a sudden this happened. Like my idea of what I want to do to the CCP, that's what Optimum does to me on a daily basis. They're like, hey, listen, it's a little micro nuisance. Just going to annoy you. Oh, here we go. I don't know why the video is all fucked up.
All right. Apparently, we don't have the capability of playing video without freezing. I don't know. Maybe uh, if you're out there, if you're a tech person, robsnewsroom at gmail.com, if you can come and figure out the lighting and figure out how I can not have notes on my phone and figure out how the internet could work so that, you know, I could actually jerk off to completion, hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I'm sure every single one of you guys have watched that video. If not, you should go watch it. Um, every single time that Rand Paul spars with uh, Dr. Fauci, it's always exciting because you get to see Dr. Fauci squirm a little bit more each time. Get, he gets a little bit more busted. So here's what happened. I'll give you guys the short version. Rand Paul managed to find the receipts of when Fauci went over there to purchase the virus that was going to you know, shut down our entire country. And you can't blame Fauci for wanting to experiment on uh, bats. I mean, the guy's a... Uh, He's the head scientist for the entire country. He's clearly a vampire. Bats are his creature. It makes sense. The guy's trying to do his homework. He's trying to figure out these viruses. So uh, what's his name? So Rand Paul, he finds the receipt that says that it's gain of function research. And Fauci pulls the most glorious Bill Clinton move ever. And he goes, we weren't doing gain of function research. That's not what we were doing. We were we were increasing the utility. No, no, no. What, we, what you're describing is gain of function. We wouldn't do gain of function. Obama shut that down. There were concerns that a deadly virus might come out of a lab and have to shut down the entire world. So no, no, no. We weren't doing gain of function. What we were doing was uh, um, uh, increasing the utility. There's a distinction there, which is so it's it, everything has be, just become Bill Clinton. I wasn't having sex with that lady. I mean, sure, I had my penis in her mouth. Yes, I had a cigar tube up her vagina. And yes, I had pencils inside of her butthole. But there, there was nothing sexual about that. That's not sexual. No, I was uh, clogging up all of her holes to see what happens if she farted. We got a global warming issue here. And so, you know, I'm just uh, doing what I can to run experiments about noxious gases. Everything's booklet. And then here, that wasn't the only move Rand Paul moved. I mean, uh, that Dr. Fauci, he said he got so frustrated. He said, he, you officially don't know what you're talking, which is such a great move. Someone asks you a question. You go, well, listen, you're, you're too stupid to be asking me this question. Wait, wait, what was that? Let me uh, let me just look at my piece of paper over here. Oh, look, it says that you're an idiot and uh, it's by me. So apparently it's official. And then CNN is so disingenuous. They're like, uh, Senator Rand Paul has been deemed medically retarded. That's right. The chief doctor of the entire country has deemed him retarded. Can he even continue to serve as a senator after the grand wizard doctor declared him retarded? I don't know if you guys uh, watch that, but that's what ends up happening was that uh, Fauci declared that. I mean, he didn't actually declare Rand Paul medically retarded, uh, but he did say that he officially didn't know what he was talking about, which what does that mean? How you're like literally under testimony. The guy busted you in a lie and he goes, you officially don't know what you're talking about. But God bless because Fauci gets away with it. All right. Next thing is let's take a little bit of a look at um, uh, Bezos going to space. He's got his penis rocket. He's, uh, you know, he's retired from Amazon and he's living a, he's living a whole new life as an astronaut. There they are. Almost looks like CGI, but they're going off to space. Do I even have the video up? Yeah, yeah, there it is. You guys can, you can hear even the rocket fuel. It's a fun little sound. Almost sounds like someone's making popcorn. Um, so I was watching that video. I don't know if any of you guys uh, were watching it. And at the beginning of it, they were referring to them as astronauts. They were like, astronaut Bezos, are you ready? Astronaut lady, are you ready? Astronaut super rich kid, uh, are you ready? Right. And I was like, these people aren't astronauts. That's bullshit. Like, 
when we were kids, it was the best and the brightest that became astronauts. And it was like, you had to be extremely fit. You had to be like also a scientist and super fit. It was like a real mark of honor. And I was like, well, what's the difference? Like they're both going to space. Why is it that these people, I'm like, you can't call them astronauts, but the government people, you can't, you realize that the government people were going up in government planes and those exploded. So when you were a NASA astronaut, you really, it was like, it was like climbing Everest. You had to be the fittest. It was a risk taker. It was like a real honor versus when you go in the Bezos billionaire rocket, you're basically, it's like an Amazon delivery. You can, you can dress like a space sheriff. You can dress like you're showing up to Mars to film a porno. Like you're just showing up. Like I'm, I'm the new sheriff of Mars and he ha going to get myself some alien pussy. I don't think Bezos talks like that, but he looks like that. He looks like he would talk like that. And I think you got to respect. I like the way Bezos is doing divorce, dude. The guy quit his job. He, he found that hot Mexican with a lizard mouth. He clearly gives head so good that he's like, I'm not working anymore. And then he gets himself space rockets and, you know, he goes up to space. And then, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this. He made the mistake. Thirty three million dollar ticket. Right. And he gave one of them to this lady here. I'll pull up the lady. You guys can all take a look at her. She's at the end. She looks like she was fun in her day, but <laughs> at this age, excuse me, Corona at this age, she's more like, I think I need a pee. But anyways, $33 million ticket and such a lady. This is why you got to be concerned with old ladies. She came back and she's like, it was too short. Uh, the, the views sucked. I couldn't even do twirls. It's like $33 million ticket that this lady got for free. And she had nothing but complaints to say. Uh, did I have anything else on the uh, astronauts? Wally Funk. <laughs> pretty fun name. All right. I got to drink some of my beer and try and clear some of this Corona down. All right, let's see what my next topic was here. Um, oh yeah, I had a little bit more on the Bezos thing. Uh, but what do you guys think? I thought his I thought his outfit looked awesome. I was like, I should start dressing like that on a regular basis. Bald dude in a good cowboy hat looked pretty good. And if we're gonna talk about style, that's right, sheath underwear. Go get yourself some sheath promo code RYM. I've heard from fans of the show. They sent me emails at robsnewsroom at gmail.com. They told me that they've invested in sheath and it has changed their life, that their dick was curving a little bit too much where they could stand this way and pee over there. Um, and now that they've got sheath and there's like a specific sheath hole where they're able to put their penis, they, they, their whole life has changed. Their, their penis is straightening back out. Their balls feel supported. And as their balls feel supported, they feel like they've got the support to go through all of life. Um, so pick yourself up some sheath. I've been talking about before at this point, if you're not wearing sheath, it's almost your own part, own fault. Use promo card RYM. You're going to get yourself 20% off. Go check out Robert's podcast, RPG global podcast. It's good stuff. And, uh, you know, go get yourself some sheath. I promise you, especially if like your bike riding, that's my jam for bike riding. Um, so here's what I was enjoying about the Bezos thing. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think it is like, it, it's such an important, um, topic that even if I'm repeating as opposed to that, give me one second. Okay. It's an important topic. So people are getting upset about the billionaires going to space. I don't know. They, they just this feeling of like that. It's the I, I guess the privilege of wealth that you're so wealthy that you get a good you get to go to space and things are going to go wrong. And this isn't what billionaires should be doing. And if anything, it's the showcase of that. These people have managed to accumulate too much wealth and they have it so backwards. It's unbelievable. Like if there was one argument for centralized planning and centralized government, it would be that human beings are really stupid. 
And that while we're pursuing our interests, we're not actually rational actors, we're destructive creatures, and we're going to pollute, and we're not going to save, we're always going to be doing stupid things, and so what we need is some sort of a uh, adult in the room who's going to be more intelligent than us. This would be the argument for government. And if you looked at the risks of humanity, right, civilization, you would say, hey, you know what's a forward-looking thing that we should be investing in and we should be doing even though there's no profits in it? It's going to space. At some point... So many cows are going to fart on this planet that it's going to explode. I don't actually believe in global warming, but let's just go with it. You know, the, 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 we're eating too much beef and the cows, they like farting all the time. And then you eat the beef and then you fart. Everyone's farting and we're going to fart the planet to death. Or we're going to get so upset about the p smell of other people's farts. You know, people come in from other countries. They eat their uh, native cuisine. It fucks up your stomach. And then they come into our country and they blast really nasty farts. And then you end up going to war and then the war escalates. It started off as a simple, hey, don't come to my country and fart. That's all it was. It was like, I don't want you coming in here and farting in my country. Next thing you know, you go to war. Then other people are going to war. Then nuclear rockets are going off. And then we don't have a, we don't even have a, you know, a, a planet anymore. No, here's the point. I know I'm being an idiot because uh, that's what happens. We as human beings, if you're invested in the survival of the species, it is probably a necessary movie that move that at some juncture in time, we figure out how to colonize another planet. So like, let's just say an asteroid were to come out of nowhere and fuck us up like it fucked up the dinosaurs, right? So we'd be living on, there are people living on Mars. We just, that's something that we got to do. If we're being forward looking, we got to go colonize some other planets to diversify the planets that we live on. That's how we continue to exist in a, as a species in a thousand years from now, right? And so now you got people who are the best at allocating capital. You got a guy like Jeff Bezos, who, um, I mean, listen, I'm sure that there's some uh, bad government interventions along the way that helped him out, but you know, he's really good at paying people minimum wage and getting them to be really efficient and getting you deliveries right to your doorstep. This guy is really good at figuring out logistics on a very large scale and providing value to a lot of people. And as a result of that, he's been able to make a lot of money. And with that money, he's now solving a new problem, which is how the fuck do we get to space? And guess what? He's doing a better job than the government did because the government doesn't have the last time they sent up. Uh, firstly, they, they already got to pay private companies in order to get stuff up to the space station for a while. They had to uh, I think they had to pay Russia. And it, like, I don't know how much money we've spent on NASA at this point, but the last time they tried to send up, I think it was the Challenger shuttle or whatever, that shit exploded. So they're not that good at this. So now you got billionaires who are actually really good at allocating capital and solving problems, and they want to invest their own money in the most forward-looking activity, which is probably not going to be profitable to them. And then idiots are like, hey, why are billionaires, you know, what gives them the right to go do something that would benefit all of humanity? How dare these billionaires spend their billions of dollars trying to solve a problem that might benefit the entire species and continue to exist? And like, sure, I'm not saying that Bezos sits down and in the morning after he gets uh, after he's hanging out with that that Mexican broad and he's like, I want to go save people. I think it's like a science fair experiment for these people that these are the brainiacs and this is their newest competition where they're like, hey, I'm going to showcase my big old science dick by building a dick rocket and going to Mars. Like, I think it's all an ego thing. But even so, they're doing something that might be incredibly beneficial to all of humanity and the stupidity of people to be like, hey, only government should be allowed to help humanity when obviously they'll never solve it or get it done. All right. That's the end of that rant. It's all stupid.
Uh, let's take a look at Johnson and Johnson because they've had some uh, some big headlines this um, this week. First is the Delta variant. You know, I uh, like the basically the coronavirus. It went over to India, learned some some yoga. It's more flexible, and now it's like it's just it's become way more infectious. Now, you know, I, I'm telling you, I had the original Corona and I had the Delta Corona. The the Delta Corona put me on my ass. Original Corona, I'll take original Corona all day. That was no big deal. I you know I, I maybe one day of being sick. Uh, I don't even think my roommate got sick. It was no big deal. Delta variant will put you on your ass. Will make you lose your uh, your sense of smell. You'll be eating too many donuts because you can't taste them. And so you think that there aren't any calories because you can't taste them. And then there's so many calories. And then you blast it, blast it all out of your volcano asshole. So that's where I'm at. You know, I don't recommend the Delta variant. Um, but it would appear like the Johnson & Johnson medication is not working. Actually, in my office, I don't know who was the original person who managed to spread Corona around all of my office. I don't know who it was. I don't think it was me. I will not take that responsibility unless you can prove it. Uh, but two people, including a 26-year-old and a 50-year-old, both vaccinated, uh, got pretty sick. So, you know, you, you, I, I keep hearing stories of vaccinated people and they're like saying in the news that it's like, uh, what do they call it? A rebounding? I don't know what the term they're using. They're saying that it happens sometimes, but it's not like it's going to happen, but it's not a big deal and you're not going to get as sick. But it's like, yeah, most people already don't get super sick, right? Most people that get Corona aren't dying. So now you've exposed yourself to the risk of taking the vaccine and you're still getting sick. What's the upside here? And then they say, well, it's not as sick. Well, yeah, that's impossible to quantify. Like, that's an easy claim. Well, you would have been more. So, yeah, OK, I would have been more. How do you know that? You, you can't prove that. All right. So anyways, on the same time where Johnson Johnson seems to be the worst of the ones that are working. Let's take a look at some uh, some other Johnson and Johnson headlines from this week. Uh, so the first one. Actually, no, I want to take a look at this one first. So they're saying that Johnson and Johnson is exploring uh, potential bankruptcy. Uh, bankruptcy protection, or at least for one unit, because it turns out that uh, baby powder does in fact cause cancer. Now, baby powder was probably around for about 100 years. And I would imagine that for the entire time that they were doing baby, you think at one at any juncture in time, they were saying anything other than that it was safe and effective. I mean, they were calling it baby powder. That That's how that's how confident they were. And like, I'm sure that they knew that there were some dangers along the way, but that's the kind of company Johnson and Johnson is. They're, they're calling it baby powder and it gives you cancer. And that's the same company that we're supposed to just look at and go, yeah, yeah, safe and effective. So that was headline one, right? In the same week, there was another headline. Let's take a look at it. Same company, Johnson and Johnson. They're part of the largest corporate settlement in US history. It's larger than when uh, the cigarette companies had to pay the government for you know all the years that they were covering up the fact that cigarettes cause cancer. And so they have to pay a $5 billion landmark largest corporate settlement in all of American history because of um, their contributions to the U.S. opioid epidemic. And at the same time that this is going on, you've got senators talking about how this is the worst tragedy to America and how dare this company and uh, the, the $6 billion that they're giving us, it's not even good enough. So how do you have this? That at the same time that they're telling you, hey, you can trust these guys that's safe and effective. You also got headlines that baby powder caused cancer and that they are responsible for the worst tragedy in American history. Like at what point is trust in these companies? Like if you invented it, if you invested in like Bernie Madoff's newest investment fund, like at what point is it just your own fault? Like how do you just continue to go, hey, they're, they're the family brand with this incredible medication 
And then there's just news story after news story of clearly that they're not a reputable brand. Okay. And then here was another uh, <laughs> news story that caught my eye, uh, or at least the headline did. Israel says Pfizer COVID vaccine is just 39% effective as Delta spreads, but still prevents severe illness. Now, what proof do you have that like maybe the Delta variant um, just doesn't put as many people into the hospital. It's the same thing as like I was saying before. It's like what like so people who have gotten the vaccinated are getting sick with the new variant. But the claim is that they would have been more sick. However, the entire utility of the vaccines where they were saying the 80 percent or whatever utility was, was with your built in immunity. So they never quite quantified to what extent. The, the vaccines were even helping you. Now you got everyone's getting sick, even though they've been vaccinated. They're like, well, you would have been more sick. Okay, fine. But, you know, prove it. Prove that the Delta vaccine would have been just as, I mean, the Delta variant would have been as deadly as um, the original coronavirus and that the people who have been vaccinated and are getting sick, um, their natural immunity would have, it would have been any different than the way it's being handled. I don't know. It just seems, uh, listen, we've talked enough shit about these vaccines. All right. So next news story. Um, I want to tell you guys, this is pretty cool. I spent an entire year um, trying to build a website and I've had uh, developers working on it. And I'm asking you guys not just to check it out, but if you can make the contribution, I'll tell you here, here's my goal with this website. And I really hope it comes to fruition. Uh, is that you've got news stories such as for two full years, I had to comment on the Russia collusion thing, which I knew from the outset was bullshit and it turned out to be bullshit. What I'm trying to build is like a rotten tomatoes for news stories where like it used to be that, you know, they could fool me like a, a movie, a movie studio could spend $40 million, put out a good preview for a shitty movie and they could spend all that marketing money and they could fool me where they could tell me, Hey, we've got this incredible movie. And they could do, you know, three minutes of continuity among special effects. They put the one good scene in there. They show you the one side clip of the hot chick's titties that you're like, oh, my God, I got to go see this movie. There's some unbelievable titties in it. And then you go see it. There's no titties there. You saw the one thing with the special effects. The act three doesn't even exist. But then Rotten Tomatoes came around. And since we're on tomatoes, all I got to do is go there and I see, hey, everyone from everyone, everyone says that this thing sucks. So what I'm trying to figure out is how do we build a website, the same thing where people can just post the questions and I'm not interested in confirming my own point of view. That is very not, I'm like, I'm really interested in trying to put together a website where you could see what everyone else's opinion is. And hopefully we can get to truth where like, you know, if you've got the government telling you one thing and everyone, like, for example, let's, let's go back to the Iraq war. You know, someone could post the question, do you actually think that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction? And maybe the propaganda at that time was so good that 50% of the country would have said yes, could be. I'd like to theorize that maybe when it comes to the most blatant of lies, everybody, if they actually have the opportunity to weigh in, we'd be able to go like, no, no one thinks that's true. Like I, I posted the question, does ivermectin work for the um, for treatment for Corona? And I'd like to see if the market could come together and, you know, people, cause I, I like, you can only spend so many hours researching things. That's one, that's one aspect of the website. The other aspect of the web's website is that hopefully like a Wikipedia type a situation that if people are posing questions and there's upvoting uh, in both directions and it's kind of focused on arguments only uh, and sources that perhaps 
the hive mind will be able to put together really good information so that if you're interested in researching something, you can come to it and see the like the just the best arguments right in front of you. Like if you were just re interested in, I don't know, constitutional law and you just wanted to take a look at like is uh, originalism a good interpretation for the Constitution, right? You could go to that topic and like the best arguments for why that is a good interpretation would be right up top. The sources would be there. It would all be very organized. The website is called Teku.app. Uh, at the moment, it's a total mess. It, I mean, we've been like, everyone's got full-time day jobs, so it's been kind of like a passion project. Uh, but hopefully we can get enough people on the website and make it a successful endeavor. So I'm asking you guys, Teku.app, each week I'm going to start posing a topic. Maybe we can build out the worksheets. Um, I can bring it to the show. I actually think it will make for some good show content. And on the same note, you guys can check it out and tell us what about it you think is cool or what about it is absolutely terrible robsnewsroom at gmail.com. You can send all of your feedback over there. Really trying to build something that might actually, you know, make a difference and like really just blatantly call out uh, liars for being liars. That like if CNN tries to run with a news story and the entire market just calls bullshit on the next day, at some point they can't like it just it forces them that you can't have a 0% accuracy score on like a daily basis. So that's really kind of the, the goal for it is that everyone can weigh in in an organized fashion. We can see what the market feels on news stories in like a Rotten Tomatoes type way. It's called Teku.app and you guys should check it out. All right, let's read a couple comments here. Cole Schmidt, looking good, Rob. You should have done that whole of the par problem. Uh, with Fat Dave. I like Fat Dave. Fat Dave's a super funny dude, especially on Twitter. He was a nice dude when I did the uh, Tower Gang podcast. I would hang out with those guys again. I don't know if that's the actual name of the show. Um, and this is a terrible angle for showcasing my nose. And while you're complimenting me for looking good, this is the wrong angle for my face. So, you know, the next time I actually get my creative director in here and we figure out the lighting. All right, next one. Multi-megawatts. I would make a running history of how these people run their mouths. Make sure you document all the times they change their mind. That is absolutely in version two of the website. That's really important. And it's actually something I mentioned at the, um, in, during my end of year project of keeping score. And I think you're right that um, if we can actually start documenting the point of view of news anchors against the market so that you can like certifiably say, hey, here's this guy's track record of being wrong for three or four years, or here's every single topic that this person clearly lied about or was just wrong. Like it's, it's as simple as like, you know, I, I, who's the news anchor who's saying that government spending won't lead to inflation. And then a year later, you have the heavy inflation and then you can just go, look, here's the track record of this economist being wrong 15, 17, 18, 19 times over. And then all of a sudden people have to realize like, oh shit, people are actually tracking me. And there's like, like a credibility score, like the same way in baseball, you can't get away from your statistics, you know? So how is it that you can be a news anchor or a pundit or a person who shares their opinion, who's just consistently wrong with no market punishment or anyone ever tracking it? So yes, I don't know that that's going to be uh, version one as that's going to take some actual uh, real data and number crunching, but it's definitely um, an element of the site that I hope to have happen. All right, we're going to read two more comments and then uh, get back into some other news stories. Magoo82, what if I told you Fat Dave was amongst us? Spooky. Oh, you mean that the, the actual character of Fat Dave? Oh, here, by the way, here's how I can start uh, showing the comments. Look at this. We're learning as we go. What if I told you Fat Dave was amongst us? Spooky. Uh, you mean like Fat Dave wasn't just some other guy uh, commenting on Twitter, 
but Fat Dave actually existed in the world. Now, is that that like Dave Smith? Like, you know, he puts on a fat suit at night and then all of a sudden he's walking around as Fat Dave. Or is it like Bama Jarrah does enough drugs? Because Fat Dave kind of just looks like Bama Jarrah. So maybe it's like he does enough drugs that he actually thinks he's Dave Smith. And then he goes out into the night in the evening hours when he's that drugged up and he becomes Fat Dave Smith. Or maybe there's like a schizophrenic person. I don't really know how that would work out, but I, I, I definitely know the guy behind Fat Dave Smith. And it's not Fat Dave. So, I, I, I mean, it was, it's an interesting take. Um, and Magoo82 doubling down on this and going, we are Fat Dave. So he actually, I mean, like, that's it's everybody. It's like we're all Robert Tom. Was it? I, I forgot the line from Fight Club. All right, let's go back into the news. Uh, but before we get into the news, uh, why not plug one of our favorite and longest running sponsors on the show, YoKratom.com. $60 kilo. When was the last time you guys picked up yourselves a $6 kilo of Kratom night? Maybe we'll do a live Kratom night on the Run Your Mouth podcast. All of you guys, hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Uh, if, you've, if you've got your kilo of Kratom and you can call in with your kilo of Kratom, I'll actually, I'll have you on the show. It'll be uh, in lieu of the fact that Summer Porch Tour this year wasn't, wasn't as... I, I want to do one like old school Summer Porch Tour of actually just showing up to someone's house and making the co-host for an episode, but we can do the digital version of that for for people that got their uh, their kratom, we'll have a a kratom hang. I don't know. I was looking for another word with the K. I couldn't think of. We'll eat kangaroos. I don't know. All right, next story. Let's take a look at this one. Here's a fun one. So remember the uh, the shaman, the uh, um, the QAnon shaman. Here, pulling up the news story. Except uh, I'm getting nothing but ads. Getting nothing but ads as I try and pull up the news story. This is why you need Mike Nice. You know, you convince yourself you can do everything on your own. And you just can't sometimes. Uh, you guys want to learn about Cortec? Because apparently that's it. That's all that's here. You know, I, I had the, I lined the whole thing up and this, oh, it's because I'm in the wrong place. All right, there you go. The QAnon shaman, that was that dude who was dressed uh, with the, the horns, who overtook the Capitol building, uh, is negotiating a plea deal following mental health diagnosis. Uh, apparently he was in the Navy and he's had a track record of, um, uh, uh, being a schizophrenic, which makes me realize, I think everybody, you got to probably do it before you're 18, but you got to, if you're going to do crazy shit as an adult, you need a track record of having been crazy so you can get away with it. So like, if you know any 16 or 17 year olds, what they got to do is they got to get naked. They got to like go break into a farm and just like sacrifice some chickens or something. And then when the police come, they just got to like yell about like the Cooper Cabra or the voices in their head were saying like, it'd be like, you guys better thank me. The werewolf is going to come except I sacrificed the chickens. I just saved everybody. Well, what do you mean? I'm going to, I just saved everyone sacrificing these. And then, you know, when 30 years later you do whatever, like it doesn't matter what you do. You know, you could be like, well, he's mentally ill. I mean, there's this track record of the time he was sacrificing the chickens. Uh, Eric Rivera is saying, let's boof some Kratom. I'm not sure that that's a great idea. Uh, but you know what? I like that you're trying to figure out how you can consume an entire kilo. So for that, Mr. Rivera, I do salute you. Um, okay. And let's look at our next news story. Um, Eric Clapton refused to play anywhere that is going to enforce a, uh, vaccine requirement. So dude, Eric Clapton being fucking cool. Good for that guy. Uh, most positive news story of the week is, um, I want to remind everybody that Dolly Parton has incredible tits. I feel like there's a lot of things that are going on in the world and there's a lot of things that can get you down. Uh, but at any point in time, you can go look at Dolly Parton and realize that she still has incredible tits. And for 
an old lady, she's still killing it. So just the next time you're feeling depressed, go look at Dolly Parton's tits because that'll be an easy uh, pick you up. All right. Next news story. This, this one's wild. The FBI received 4,500 tips during Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation. Blazy Ford attorney calls it a sham. So you guys remember they were making the whole thing with Brett Kavanaugh. They're saying that he's uh, that he's a rapist, that he's not fit to, to serve. They, they did the whole production of that Stanford professor came down and they did a whole thing. And then, you know, they couldn't determine whether or not the guy was a rapist. He showed up with a whole calendar of every day of his life. And he didn't once put into his own calendar that he raped somebody, which was conclusive evidence. And it was, <laughs> it was a wild spectacle because you had to walk away from it and go, wait a second. Are the Democrats so crazy that they have made up a rape story to try and keep themselves from losing the Supreme Court? Or is the world so crazy that like without evidence, you know, this guy's actually a rapist, but you couldn't prove it. So now he's just on the Supreme. And like, we all just kind of walked away from it. Now, the news story, this is a whole year later. They're like the FBI, they created the tip line to see whether or not they could validate it. And there were 4,500 calls, but they don't tell you any information about these 40, like were there 40, <laughs> was there someone in the FBI just sitting there and be like, hi, this is the uh, Kavanaugh rape line. Yes, you saw Kavanaugh. Was he drinking beers? The guy does like beers. Oh, he actually raped. Okay, thank you. Um, oh, shit, I got another call on the next line. Yes, this is the Kavanaugh rape. Oh, you were also raped. My God, it's all of Delaware. And can you describe his penis? Yes, okay, that matches the reports of his penis. Was he drinking beers? Yes, he does like beers. Okay, oh, shit, I got another call. Were there 4,500 people that actually called in to say that this guy was a rapist and then the FBI just did nothing? They just handed it over to the White House and then the White House was like, well, we, we want to get this guy on. So we're like, th this is an unqualified report that they're claiming that 4,500 people called into the FBI. And now let's read what the FBI had to say about this, because this is like the same move as Fauci. Ready for this? The FBI's function is purely fact-finding, Tyson said. The authorities, polices, and procedures relied on the FBI to conduct background investigations are not the same as the authorities, policies, and procedures used to investigate criminal matters. So I guess for a background investigation, according to the FBI, it's okay to be a rapist. This wasn't a criminal investigation. Um, and so for the sake of the job, it's not like uh, it really doesn't affect his job performance if he's raping at home. And so they had no reason to look into the rape claims because that would be a criminal thing. And they weren't interested in the criminal element. They were just interested in whether or not he could do the job. Uh, and he's really good when it comes to the law, even if he's raping on the weekends. All right, let's continue. Because the FBI was again acting as its role as background investigator and not as a criminal investigative entity. The authorities' policies and procedures used to investigate criminal matters did not apply, Tyson wrote. The FBI completed the limited increase on October 4th, 2018 and provided the results requesting the White House. So I love it that the FBI is like, listen, we, can, we're, we can't investigate. It's like you're the Federal Bureau of Investigate. Like, how is that not your job to investigate? It's a weird story. It's just a weird, like, are, are we going to get more information on who called in the, like, you're, you're, you're like, so 40, like, which way is it? Did 4,500 people call into the FBI with evidence of Kavanaugh raping or uh, involved in otherwise sexually, uh, I, I guess, illegal activities. And then the FBI just said, okay, our job is to record this information and then do nothing with it. <laughs> or is this just some crazy headline where really, you know, it was 45 instances of, uh, of absolute nonsense of people just calling in. I, it's a wild story. All right. Uh, next story was that uh, Pelosi blocked Jim Jordan 
from being on the January 6th uh, um, commission uh, to investigate what happened on January 6th. And that's a funny story because essentially it's pretty obvious in a scary way that the uh, Democrats are pushing to create some sort of a domestic terrorism title. Uh, they're working with the FBI. Uh, we can get rid of this again. Um, working with the FBI uh, and they're also trying to push as far as they can this narrative that Donald Trump is um, such a dangerous individual that racists or otherwise domestic terrorists are uh, are motivated by what Donald Trump does and that we're all in danger as long as these people are out there. And so we, they want to create this commission, 9-11 style commission. Who knows how far that goes? Who knows what the terrorist label does? Uh, but th they want to go. They want to push as far as they can the idea that Donald Trump is dangerous and that there are individuals who are motivated, who are putting all of our lives at risk. And so we need to look into what happened to prevent it, right? Jim Jordan, who's the absolute best in Congress, other than, uh, I mean, uh, Rand Paul's a senator. Rand Paul versus Fauci. Rand Paul's been doing the best work on this stuff. And I just watch it like it's WWF. It's just fun matchups where you're like, I just like seeing, but Jim Jordan, when it came to all the Russia collusion stuff, like he, he was, he was, he was the absolute sharpest on all that stuff. As of late, when I see him, not quite as sharp, but when it came to that whole thing, getting Donald Trump's back, he was the absolute best at it. So they put Jim, Jim Jordan on it and Jim Jordan goes, Hey, well, let's look into the real story here as to why there was a lack of security on that day. If we want to make sure that we're safe in the Senate building, let's find out what happened with Nancy Pelosi, that there was no reinforcements and there was no security. So that's pretty funny. It's pretty funny that, um, uh, Nancy Pelosi gets the budget to put together the commission and then they get the guy who's the absolute sharpest on this stuff to say, okay, well, let's use this funding to go investigate Nancy Pelosi so we can actually make sure that this type, kind of thing doesn't happen again. But then Nancy Pelosi was even funnier because then she blocked Jim Jordan being able to be on the commission and then just got other Republicans that uh, managed to hate Donald Trump. So I don't know who's actually being funnier on this one, uh, but hopefully Jim Jordan gets the funding to uh, continue doing it. Okay. Along this theme that I've been talking about of government just like inventing words and that everyone is using Bill Clinton logic. Uh, let's see if I can pull up this story if I have it here. And this will be the last story of the evening. Unless if you guys got anything you want me to comment on, put it on the notes right now. If there are any uh, interesting stories from the week that I haven't mentioned, you want some quick hot takes, we could do that. I'll let you guys do the work. Take dot app. All right. Um, I don't have the news story in front of us, but I will. Um, so the NSA uh, admitted to, you know, let me pull up the article because um, they used um, that they unmasked Tucker Carlson. Uh, that no, they weren't spying on him. They weren't doing anything wrong, but they were just, they, they unmasked and I, I can't even follow the story anymore. I don't know what, it's like, people are just inventing words. It's like, I wasn't, I wasn't speeding. I was driving over the limit or you get in trouble for rape and you're like, it was single consensual intercourse since I consented, there was consent. And so it was consensual intercourse. It's like it, it, these stories become hard to follow. Cause it's like, you gotta be able to agree what's on the, it's like, it wasn't gain of function research. We were increasing the utility. It just, it, it's, uh, it drives you nuts. Um, all right. I think that's all I got for this week. 
I kind of had fun being live from the apartment. I got to get some soundproof curtains up so I can be a little bit uh, louder, more animated, not worry about the people. Maybe I'll get Mike nice to stand in this exact spot so that we could, uh, you know, I don't have to get distracted. All right. I will take three more comments and then uh, that's it. We're going to call it an episode. First one, Eric Rivera already had the great idea about boofing. So we'll take this comment. The broski raped his way to a SCOTUS spot. Respect. You know, this guy likes boofing Kratom and he likes giving respect to people who managed to rape them their way into top government positions. Uh, I support your analysis. Uh, you, you can have a job on the writing staff for the Run Your Mouth podcast. Tazzy, but did Kavanaugh have any Lego? That could sink him. I'm not sure if I follow this one. You're going to have to give me a little bit more of an explanation. All right. Couple more comments. We're calling it crypto market manipulation. Institutional investors and central banking are trying to accumulate as much as they can to be able to control currency. You got some? Uh, you got anything on this? Because you're, you're saying that we should all be buyers. You're saying that somehow they're both creating demand uh, and purchasing crypto while at the same time shorting the market so that they can get in good prices. I'm not sure. I follow the scheme. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I'm not sure I follow the scheme. And I, dude, I've been buying these dips. I'm buying myself some Bitcoin, buying myself some Ethereum. I bought myself more Cardano today. I don't even know what the fuck Cardano is. I keep buying, like, I, dude, I'm being reckless. I buy this shit like it's expensive lottery tickets, and I just keep hoping that it's gonna go well. Uh, and I keep saying that I'm gonna do a longer episode on Ethereum and the DeFi space and all these different ones, so that like I'm forced to do uh, more research because I'm putting a lot of money into things I don't understand. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe in a future episode, maybe when we're boofing Kratom, we'll have the energy to actually sift through these things. And if you're listening at home, um, I had great advice earlier for people that were minors that they should go sacrifice chickens so that they have early, uh, record of them being crazy. But just to be clear, if you're uh, don't boof Kratom, like, don't do that. Okay. Dude guy, great name. Last comment of the episode Limiting supply does increase demand just like diamonds, but that would say that that would mean that like a JP Morgan is in charge of the Bitcoin supply, like the diamond dealers that are, you know, putting it into safes, which I don't think they have control over the supply. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure I follow this scheme, but uh, multi megawatts, send me them links. You got my email. Uh, and then Fed sees Lego model, the capital room from one of the January 6th suspects. The guy's probably just, uh, good with Legos. All right. We're calling it an episode. You guys got to get better at doing comments. I was pretty good at coming in here with good news stories. I was like, Hey, if you guys got a good comment or some news story, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll comment on them and you came up with nothing. So, you know, for next week, do a little bit more homework. All right, let's recap. Uh, Nashville, if you're uh fucking travel dudes, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, fan, fan of this podcast who's been on a couple times, great appearances every single episode, who is informed, got himself a farm, and we are going to be out partying on that farm. It's a little bit outside of Nashville. Dude, I would say up until five, fucking road trip it. Come hang. You come hang on the farm. We're going to be eating sandwiches. We're going to be drinking. Me and BK Chris are going to be doing some comedy, and then we're going to do the live podcast on Bill Gates. I hope to learn something about Bill Gates. So hit me up if you can't find the ticket link, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. You can pay whatever the fuck you want. If you're poor, just fucking show up. I don't care. If you got a lot of money, help me pay for the uh, plane tickets to and from. Sponsor, Sheath Underwear. I promise you. It's the best underwear in the entire world. Protects your nuts, protects your balls, keeps everything cool and separated. Use promo code RYM. You get 20% off. 
Same promo code. If you go to YoDelta.com, you can get yourself Delta 9, dude. If you're over the age of 21 and you're a pot smoker, just go. The, the, the cartridges are great. The gummies are great. You don't have to go through your drug dealer. They ship it right to your door. You're going to like it. And then, of course, YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. Kratom's cool. You can get yourself an entire kilo. Don't boof it unless you're that dude who is super cool. Uh, and then Eric Rivera, last one coming from Memphis, the Nashville show, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm excited to hang out with you at the farm. Respect to Mr. Rivera for making the journey. I think you emailed me. I got to get that address to you. Uh, but everyone else make the journey. It's the end of summer porch tour. And I, I want to feel, I want to feel the viability of going worldwide. So, you know, that's going to be the end of this tour. So fucking come hang out. All right. That's our episode. Thanks everybody. Peace.